everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. You have found me at my little corner of the internet. Today is Friday, uh, December the 2nd. So we have entered officially now into the most wonderful time of the year, which actually I think is uh, in November, except for not this year because of the election. (laughs) So I decided that for me, 2016, the most wonderful time of the year was starting on Thanksgiving. And I've been uh, just, I'm trying to get my house cleaned up and try to get things, you know, I don't know how you guys are, but uh, I've had, I don't know, just the transition from Thanksgiving to Christmas has been particularly bumpy for me uh, this year. Dorinda's back again today and she knows why it was bumpy. Hey, Dorinda, how you doing, woman? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. So you were at my house for Thanksgiving. I was. It was great. We had some fun. We uh, that was actually we did. that was actually that a lot of good food. What did you say to me that morning? Get your fat pants on. <laughs> <laughs> and we did. And, and we ate and it was great. And we did. <laughs> we did. And we did. And I love I love all things fall related. And so I had a you know, really, you know, I took it all all my decorations down, then I went downstairs. It's like this this time when your house looks like this sort of mixture between two worlds colliding. Like the fall decorations come down and the Christmas decorations go up. And I went downstairs to get up get my uh Christmas decorations and the mice had gotten into like forty plus years of decoration and pretty much ruined like ninety percent of it. And I had a little, uh, I had a little cry fest. I'm not gonna lie, I cried a lot. And then I was like, "All right." I tried to salvage some of them. I don't think I told you this, Dorinda. I put a couple of them. Uh, I I sprayed like some uh, thieves, my thieves cleaner, which I'm a, sort of like sinfully addicted to now. Uh, on some of it, and actually was able to get the smell out. If anybody has ever smelled mice pee on your stuff, it it's something you don't forget. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, been there, done that. Yeah, it just sort of burns into your memory and your nostrils uh, forever. (laughs) (laughs) But I was able to salvage a few things, and my mom was like, "Well, Heidi, looks like it's time for you to make some new (laughs) memories. Make some new memories." Uh, And so that's what I'm going to be doing. And uh, and today I'm going to make a memory with you, Dorinda, because it's the first part of December, and I'm getting to podcast with you. So I'm I'm glad about that. I'm happy to. This is great. It is. Hey, if you guys missed our last podcast, we are doing a series on teaching children respect uh, in our little, uh, in our effort. This is our part of uh, our contribution to the world to try to keep this next generation of up and comers from acting like the ones who are currently on college campuses. (laughs) So trying to teach uh, some respect. I was in uh, a Walmart, you know, I don't go to Target anymore. I was in, I'm actually, that's kind of sad too. I miss some of, some of my favorite things were at, at Target, but I just cannot bring myself to go there. So I'm, I'm trying to like get into the Walmart, you know, a shopping thing. And I went over there the other day and I saw a child, probably 14 years old, talking in such a disrespectful tone to his mother and to, there was a, there was somebody else in the aisle was trying to help him pick something out. And I thought to myself, and you could almost see the look in the mom's face that she was embarrassed. And I, you know what? I didn't feel judgmental at all because I have been talked to like that by my own kids. Have your kids ever disrespected you, Dorinda? Be honest. Oh, absolutely. Like every, do they do it every day? Because mine do. (laughs) At some point in the day, it seems like yes. (laughs) At some point in the day, I feel like somebody has said something to me that I was just like, really? You know, I, I, I have actually heard the words come out of my mouth where I've looked at my children and said, my mother would have never put up with that. And then Jay, my husband will say, well, then why are you? <laughs> like, you know, it's a good question. Hey, 
that is the voice of reason there. <laughs> right? It's a good question. And I kind of want to hit on this a little bit uh, today because I think moms, a lot of times we feel like if we stand up to our kids, somehow we're going to become the mean mom. But the truth is, if you teach your children respect and you say, hey, you know what? Actually, you don't get to talk to me that way. And actually give me your iPad or your uh, or your Android or whatever it is. And my, my oldest daughter and I were talking about this the other day and I told her I had taken uh, we do hand-me-downs, you know, in our family. And one of our children has one of our old iPads now. And I I uh, confiscated it the other day. And my oldest daughter said, well, isn't that what they're for? Like to give you leverage? <laughs> That's right. That's it's, absolutely it's right. True. I have bought gifts with that in mind before. <laughs> Right. So for those of you who are Christmas shopping right now, when you when you're thinking particularly of your kids who are like 10 and older, think what would it you know, what's really going to bum them out when I have to ground them from this particular thing? Yeah, that's the way we do our Christmas shopping. That's now. The, that's the way you want to learn. I was telling I was telling Savannah the other day because she's having trouble with her three year old and I'm having trouble with one of my teenagers. And I was like, Savannah, that at the end of the day, you really need to ask the Lord to help him to help you see your children uh, in the way that God sees them. What currency do they deal in? You know, some of your mm-hmm. some of your kids don't like to be put in timeout and other of your kids really don't like it when you take their iPad away and you need to know what currency they deal in because this issue of respect is one that actually requires uh, discipline. And so we want to talk a little bit uh, about that today. Dorinda, you found a really good article, which we're going to link back to today. And there was a Stephen Covey article uh, Uh, quote at the beginning. Can you see that quote? Because I forgot to pull it up. I can. Yeah. It says, if the ladder is not leaning against the right wall, every step we take just gets us to the wrong place faster. Whoa. I love that. That might be the best quote I've ever heard about teaching children, really. Uh, Because it's true. I think what I love about it is the visual. Yeah. Yeah. It's foundational. And so if we're not teaching our children... Uh, respect as a as a fundamental stepping stone to everything else in life, then we really are just leaning our ladder up against the wrong wall, and every step we take is just going to get us to the wrong place faster. That's right. It's so That's true. Right. It's so true. And so I I'm going to ask you, Dorinda, a little bit because uh, I mean every every family is different, and and you know I do some things different than you, and some things probably more things the same. I think. Uh, than different, particularly as our kids are getting older. Uh, but I think sometimes it's difficult to define respect. And I want to think when you think about defining respect for your children, uh, what are some ways that you that you that you can start by teaching uh, them what respect actually looks like? Because the schools, listen to this, mom and dad. Newsflash: school's not going to do it for you. They're going to put a poster up, and the poster is going to say respect, and as it. And so respect has to start at home. So what are some ways that we can teach our kids uh, respect? What does it look like for you? Well, I think the first place is, is that we model that behavior. We show it to our kids by the way we uh, talk to other people, whether it's our husband or um, when we're out and about with our kids, um, they see how we handle situations because we're always ending up in, you know, often in frustrating situations, but how do we treat people? Are we still respectful? 
Yeah. Um, so we we're basically showing them what it looks like. So basically what you're saying is that this, this generation of kids who are watching on mostly on college campuses, and I don't want to say all of them are like that because clearly there's also some great kids and I meet them yeah. out on the road all the time, but there's a, mm-hmm. there is an, a mindset, uh, in liberal universities right now in particular, which, you know, hello, parents, please be careful where you send your kids to school. It actually matters, uh, what they're learning and what kind of a worldview they're they're learning from but but the bottom line is there's this generation of parents is largely responsible for what we're yeah. seeing right now on college That's campuses right. and right. what we're seeing uh, I was telling uh, Dorinda I was telling her a few minutes ago before we before we went on the air that I was googling you know uh, I was just googling around about respect and I actually found an article uh, I won't link back to it because it made me mad. But I found I found an article called "Should I Teach My Child to Respect the Office of the President?" And I just thought, is that even a is that even a question? Is 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 this a question that legitimate parents are asking? Uh, should I teach my kids to respect the office of the presidency? The answer is yes. Oh, oh my goodness! And so this is another guy who's modeling it modeling for his children that maybe they don't need to do that. And boy, I just wow. think you may not you may not agree. I mean, we've we've just suffered through 8 years of Barack Obama, but my kids respect the office of the president. We may not like the decisions that come out of the office of the president, but that happens to be, you know, the highest seat in the land in this nation and it and that we respect that. Uh, no matter who's mm-hmm. in it, if you don't like who's in it, then you need to pray about running for the running for office yourself. You know, or what can you do to change it? But it doesn't change the respect. And I just thought, what an interesting conversation uh, we're having in the culture right now. Well, and I think a lot of it comes back to two things. We we haven't expected this respect from the kids. You know, you talk about it starting with the parents, and and that that happens by setting limits. And I think that's something that. Um, for some reason, uh, there's this general feeling that it's sort of a free for all. You can say whatever you want, right? You can do whatever you want, and and everybody has to be okay with it. And and it's just simply not going to work. It mm-hmm. is a it is a recipe for disaster and chaos, and mm-hmm. that's what we're seeing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so, as soon as your kids are able to talk, you teach your children to say please and thank you, and your children need to know that they are expected to be uh, polite. They're expected to be uh, careful in how they play with other kids and how they speak to other people and and how they speak to you. All of these things start at home uh, with that expectation. That's right. That's right. right. And, and it's important to be, like you said earlier, you, you talk about these things. You This is something we discuss. We verbally discuss what it looks like to respect and, and um, you know, how, how we treat other people. Yeah. And I wonder too, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, this is just whatever true confessions we should, we, we should have our own podcast for this, but this is me just saying, I tend to, um, and I think a lot of parents can relate to this, maybe don't discuss it until I'm angry, <laughs> you know? Right. And so when you're angry, you know, it sort of just ruins the thing that you wanted you know, that you wanted to, the point that you wanted to get across, because then you're speaking disrespectfully to your child because you've allowed it to bubble up to the point where you said something that you shouldn't have said, then you got to go back and fix it yourself. So it's important to pick out times when 
you're not stressed out, you're not angry, or you see something being modeled by somebody else and you can pull your child aside and say, remember that thing that we were talking about the other day? This is what I mean. And this is why uh, this is. And then when you see it, you got to correct it, right? I mean, I think that's part of the problem. That's exactly right. And I want to bring up a scenario that I have had frequently. And um, and I think a lot of parents run into this and it gets confusing and and it has everything to do with what we're talking about. Sometimes I will be correcting my child about something and um, they will bring up something about me. Yeah. Uh, some, some character flaw or some way that I've disrespected them and they want to bring that into the conversation. Mm-hmm. And I finally learned because it, it would send me for a, you know, for a loop so many times because I would think, oh my goodness, you know, I'm, I'm immediately feeling guilty and all of a sudden right. it diminishes what's happening here. And and all of a sudden, what we're trying to deal with isn't going to get dealt with because now the tables have turned on to me. <laughs> and so I, I really and you're going, how did this happen? And what I, what the Lord was saying to me was, okay, here's here's how to handle it. Look at them and say, I'm I'm willing to talk about that, but not right now. Yeah. Right now, we're dealing with this issue and the thing that's going on with you when, uh, you know, later we can discuss whatever other issues you have with me. And the thing that I found is a lot of times that was just a diversion and they really didn't have huge issues, Right. sometimes they did and we would talk about it, but not in that moment. And so that's another kind of, uh, respect scenario yeah. that we can, uh, you know, work on. Well, and it's how, respect for like. authority. I mean, the, the Bible is so clear. Uh, Psalm 58 verse three says, even from birth, uh, the wicked go astray from the womb. They are wayward. Genesis eight twenty one says the Lord smelled the pleasing aroma and said in his heart, never again will I curse the ground because of man, though every inclination of his heart is evil from childhood. And mm. I, and the Bible talks a lot about the parents' responsibility to teach their children that God has a standard. And we, then one of the very first ways that we do that is by teaching our children uh, to uh, honor and obey their parents, and people say to me, you know, we we we've all we've all heard it said that we don't always act honorably, right? Parents make mistakes, children make mistakes. I think it's important right. that we go back when we realize we've made a mistake, go back and make it right. But it doesn't undermine the mm-hmm. truth of what you're trying to teach your children. Uh, and right. so you got to create an That's atmosphere right. for respect in your home. Uh, that mm-hmm. uh, Stephen Covey, who is the gentleman that you quoted at the beginning of this podcast, also said one time that how you treat your most challenging child in your family is the level of respect that your enti- that your entire family will experience and mm-hmm. that really that really hit home with me because uh, i think we all have that child you know <laughs> you know mm-hmm. we yeah. can all think okay this this is probably you know all of our kids are a little bit different i think uh, some more challenging than others but it's important to remember uh, as parents that it really does start uh, it starts with us it starts with us it does it does. And I have noticed that even as a grandparent, I can come alongside my grown kids and, and um, support them in that. I, we, our granddaughter is not quite two. And she, my daughter wasn't really, she was doing something else. So she wasn't really fully paying attention to what she was saying to her. But, the, but she said, uh, the two-year-old said something in kind of a disrespectful tone, just mm-hmm. kind of a little flippant. And, and I looked at her and I said, Oh no, we don't disrespect mom. Yes. We need to respect mom. 
and she just, her eyes looked up. She knew, <laughs> she knew she'd done something and, and she's not even two, you know? So yeah. there, you can start at such an early age, yeah. just instilling that, those boundaries in them. And it's, and it's really those kids that are taught this. And let's, I think we should, you know, we talk about this too. There's when they are taught this, the fruit is so great. Yes. And it's so unusual. And the thing that I'm noticing is that because we we have taught our kids respect, when they go out in the world and there's a lot of, you know, disrespect in our culture, our mm-hmm. kids stand out. Oh, yeah. You know, they are salt, they are light, they are those things that we raise them to be, partly because we taught them respect. So the big takeaway then, for everybody listening, and we're out of time today, is that uh, teaching respect to your kids is going to take time. And patience and energy and forgiveness, it takes a lot of time, years, in fact, (laughs) to raise a respectful, a respectful child. And you don't want to grow, you don't want to give up. Don't give up, dude. And don't buy the lie that your kids can't handle it, that they can't handle correction. And don't buy the lie that you have to do everything right in order for your children to respect you. Uh, I think that part of what we're seeing happening today is just, it's the culture believing this lie that the roles are somehow equal, that the parent and child, uh, that that they require and demand an equal amount of respect. They both require and demand respect, absolutely. Parents need to respect their children. But it starts by parents respecting the authority of the Word of God and teaching their children to respect them as parents. It starts at home. That's right. Hey, everybody, we're going to wrap this up for today, um, and we'll come back next week. I want to talk about uh, the holidays a little bit because <laughs> Dorinda and I, between our 15 children and uh, the grandparent uh, total or the grandchildren total is starting to rack up a little bit. Christmas gets expensive. Amen? <laughs> Amen. A, A, A to the men. So we're going to come back next week and talk a little bit about uh, Christmas and the holidays and just some uh, ways that uh, you guys can create memories with your kids without spending a lot of money. In the meantime, don't forget that we've got several events coming up. We will list those over at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. The next one on my calendar is February 17th and 18th. I'll be doing Redeemed uh, in Vancouver. So we're looking really forward to that. And you can see all the other cities that I will be in uh, with my women's conference. And Dorinda will be with me uh, over at the show notes today. I'll see you back here next time. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.